Our episodes contain graphic information and may not be suitable for all audiences. This episode deals with violence against children. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. We're just three gals that love to sit around, drink coffee, and talk about true crime. Oh, that true crime. Love true, true crime. We sound like weird little chipmunks. Chipmunks. And speaking of chipmunks, I've been real nuts about the fact that we've had so many great new people listening to our podcast. Hey, every week. that's you. That's the that's, that's you. That's listening right now. It's you right now. Yeah. Hi, thanks. Hey, we hey, appreciate you. You're the best. Right. We it's like at the end know. of an old Nintendo or Super Nintendo video game where they'd like thank the credits and oh, at the very yeah. end they go and you, you. that's yeah. you guys it's just like yeah pbs old pbs and viewers like, like you. you that's you guys and listeners like you mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So you're thanks best. you're the best thanks. and uh you beans you beans you beans you, you did we decide yet no, we decided <laughs> our beans we'll call them beans speaking of beans um we have this really fun thing that we signed up for it's called kofi coffee it's k-o-f-i mm-hmm. um and you're able to help us buy our next cup of coffee pretty much like there there's donations um mm-hmm. that you can do it's there's no um there's no like risk or anything like that you just kind of can donate money to us and we are going to immediately turn that around and put that back into the podcast like yeah. um so that way we can buy cool coffee we can you know keep paying for our awesome website morningmurders.com and um, yeah. All sorts of fun stuff like and that. And you can you can find the link if you go to morningmurders.com uh, under buy us a coffee. Mm-hmm. You can literally buy, buy us, us a, a coffee. coffee. Mm-hmm. You can also become a monthly subscriber if you'd like and we'll uh, send you some cool stuff for doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're working on a bunch of really cool things in the future. Yes, we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. stay tuned. Stick mm-hmm. around, guys. Stick around. Because like, we're going to do this for as long as you'll listen. Yeah, keep that coffee brewing. Keep it brewing. Keep it brewing. Brew, brewers. Bruja. Bruja. Oh, mm. The Baba Yaga. Sorry. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, uh, witches. Yeah. Um, have any of you heard of a man named Gregory Green? I don't think so. I'm I know a Justin Green. He's a friend of ours. Oh, yeah. He's a cool dude. He's yeah. Cool dude. Justin Green. I don't think they're related, though. No. No. But no. shout out. All right. <laughs> so, to Justin. All right. Before we uh, dive into this, I do want to give an extra trigger warning. This episode will discuss the deaths of children. So, if that's not something you can handle, that is totally okay. We love you, we respect you, yeah. and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Yay. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Just listen to the bloopers at the end. <laughs> yeah, just skip all the way to the end. Skip all the way to the end. Listen to our Get bloopers. your bloopers. Get happy. Get out. Skip to the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get your bloopers. Get your bloopers. Get, get, get out. Bloopers. Get happy. Get out. But, that but uh, for the rest of you... <laughs> Sick fox. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we need a safe for work thing to call them though. Yeah. Alright. Safe for work thing. <laughs> sick fox. Foxes. Foxes. Don't be sick, such a sick, sick fox. fox. You know, we're gonna we're nope. gonna brainstorm nope. it. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna workshop it. We're gonna that's the word I was looking workshop for. We're gonna workshop it and, and take, we're gonna get back to you. And yeah. take um suggestions from 
you, because that's uh, yeah. you're the listeners. Uh, so until then, I'm going to call you a sick fox. All right, sick fox for today. <laughs> uh, your beans. Here your we beans. go. Sick beans, here we go. Gregory Green was born on December 10th, 1966. The, there's really nothing about his childhood that I could find. I'm not exactly sure how this particular monster was made, uh, but I did find that his family was very close and religious. They went to church every Sunday. His mother especially will speak in his defense later on. Uh, I kind of got the vibe that maybe he got whatever he wanted and could kind of do no wrong in her eyes. No. Uh, but we'll get to that later. So in 1991, Gregory was married to a young lady named Latanya, who also went by Tanya, so we'll call her that. Uh, she had two children of her own when she met Gregory, and then when she was 30 weeks pregnant with his child, the unthinkable happened. Gregory stabbed Tanya in her neck, left cheek, chest, and back, killing her and their unborn child. What the what the what? Oh, yeah, we just what? dove right we're in. Just, I hope right, you guys are already oh, caffeinated because, like, <laughs> we're diving head first into this guy. Um, so, uh, one of Tanya's other children was home at the time and was able to hide in a closet and remained unharmed. Oh, gosh. Oh, good on them, hide in the closet. She had two children, though, right? She ha- Well, yeah, she was pregnant. She had two children, yeah, and one of them wasn't home at the time. Okay. One of them was home and hid in a closet. Okay. So Gregory called 911. Of course he did. After he did this, and he went outside to just wait for the police. Upon their arrival, he said calmly, I stabbed her. She's in the kitchen. He even told them where they could find the murder weapon. It was right where he left it, on the refrigerator. Some like sources. Well, some. I was gonna say some sources say it was in the refrigerator. Oh, gotta make sure that the evidence stays cool. <laughs> make sure right. that it lasts. Like the, mm. the crime crime scene investigator was like, "Thank you thank for you. preserving so your DNA, man." And next time, though, could you put it in a plastic bag? <laughs> Friends of Tanya said she was planning on leaving him. One said, "Quote." Tanya called me and said Gregory started acting different, and she didn't know if he was on drugs or something, but he just switched and changed. Before her death, she told me she was going to church and then going home to pack her clothes. That was the last time I heard from her. Gregory claims that he snapped, blacked out, and tried to have his lawyers use the insanity plea. Of course. Oh, of course. that didn't work. No. The judge saw right through him. Uh, he ended up pleading no contest, no contest to second degree murder. Mm. But what about the the? I have to ask, like, what about the baby? Because I believe you get manslaughter, uh, right? It depends on the state. I, I'm sure it depends on the state. Okay. Yeah, every state's different with how their degrees work. Yeah, yeah. Plus they and how their degrees of murder, and then also like um, what they consider to be life, right? Because they right. only care about it up until a certain point, mm-hmm. depending on what we're trying to argue, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if... I mean, if, she was six months pregnant. Right. So she was... There was an intention to keep that child. Yeah. Gotcha. Was around. All right. Um, so a little interesting fact I found uh, just doing, like, a quick search on family annihilators. Um, this is from psychcentral.com. So August was found to be the most common month for the killing to take place, accounting for 20% of cases. Just under half of all murders were committed over weekends, especially on a Sunday. Mm. And this case took place in July, so close to August, Mm. uh, July 14th, 1991, which was a Sunday. 
Interesting. I don't know. Just one back. Hmm. The heat. The heat. The heat. School's gonna start back up again. The stress. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get those fucking school lines. <laughs> Dro- dropping kids off. It's yeah. a nightmare. God. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Just rather make a big choice. That's it. Just gonna make a you know big what? Decision. We're not even going to school next year. Nobody's going to school next year. <laughs> Line up against the wall. School's out for summer oh, and forever. Forever. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So, um, okay. So, how many years do you think he got for murdering his pregnant wife? You know what? Honestly, I've been so surprised by these. Every time you guys bring these up, I want to say like eight years total. Okay. Bonus is eight. Oh my god. Uh. Uh. 14 weeks. I don't know. So I feel like it's going to be something crazy. Okay, no, I mean, it's not that crazy. Okay, good. I, I mean, like, but still, he be? was sentenced He was sentenced to 15 to 20 years and only ended up serving 16 for killing his pregnant wife. Um, um, I wanted to, I was looking somebody up, as, but I wanted to, to bring up this person. So Willie Simmons is has been in jail, he's 63 years old, has been in jail for robbing $9, and he has a life sentence without parole for stealing $9. And this, this... Fucker here gets out after murdering yeah, his wife. Yeah, just think about the times that people have gone to jail after murdering or like like uh, the Mary Vincent story surprised the hell out of me. Like with just how the guy went to jail and then left. Like he didn't mm-hmm. just because he didn't murder her and yeah. Right, but so apparently he was a pretty model prisoner as well, only having gotten one ticket for fighting during his time there. Mm. Uh, he also completed what I saw referred to as cognitive programming, which I believe is their way of saying cognitive therapy. Um, so uh, he went through. I think so. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Mm. Um, so all those good notes aside from uh, his prison days, Green was still denied parole four times because mm. he was said to have shown no remorse and continued to blame his victims for his actions. Mm. Over the years, his family would write numerous letters to the parole board in his defense. Yeah, that unborn child, man. Really, really, you know, those things it said to him? <laughs> totally deserved it. Well, I don't know. He, he... What was she wearing? Because he's, if he's, oh, annihil- yeah, if he's, <laughs> what was the baby wearing? What was the baby wearing? <laughs> yeah. The birthday suit. Oh. I never saw the birthday. Oh. Sad. That's really sad. So, okay. It's really sad. Well, if he's got it in his head, if he's, well, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. So, Greg's mother, uh, Tommy Green, wrote in 1992 to the parole board, I don't believe Gregory is a threat to society. I don't believe a long sentence will make him any better because he has suffered already and will continue to suffer the rest of his life. I hope that you will find it in your heart to give Gregory another chance at new life. Suck a big old dick. Mm. Yep. Suck a swinging old, swinging, big old swinging old dick. (laughs) Well... Eventually, Pastor Fred Harris of the Church of the Risen Christ Ministries International in Detroit would also jump to his aid. So Pastor Fred Harris wrote to the Michigan Parole Board in 2005, writing, quote, Gregory and I were friends before this mishap, Mm. and he was incarcerated. He was a member of our church. I feel he has paid for his unfortunate lack of self-control and the damage he has caused as much as possible. uh, He is sorry. I'm like, church politics are very he's interesting. Sorry. He's not sorry. He and, shows no remorse. And church, right. Church politics are hilarious, right? Because uh, that pastor probably gets some uh, brownie points in his flock to come to the aid of someone and have ultimate forgiveness. There is a woman on I Am a Killer who killed these two people's son and like after five 
days of knowing each other. Oh, or I, yeah, like, I saw that episode. It was like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And they're like so all about forgiving her, but you can tell it's extremely performative because they're also like the heads of a church. Mm. So like there's something about that where I'm like, you're you're reaching. Like this has not this is a totally selfish thing because this man killed a woman. Like yeah. so clearly you have no value like a woman's life isn't valuable enough to you. You're you're yeah, sorry. I whenever I hear about those things, I'm always like, you're just trying to show people that you're so like Look pious, how forgiving, and exactly yeah. how pious I am. Yeah, I mean, like I can, I could see the argument for him to be in like a mental institution versus prison because of the whatever mental break he right. went through, but not like well, they're just, just saying, let him oh, go. yeah, absolutely, fucking not. He's no. sorry. So a year later, uh, the pastor wrote to them again, stating if he ha- was to be released. He would be welcomed as a part of our church community, and whatever we could do to help him adjust, we would. Of course. Look at me. Look how pious and incredible I am. And help him adjust, they did. Oh, no. On April 29th, 2008, Greg was granted parole, and then soon after was introduced to Pastor Fred's daughter, Faith. Faith, a working mother with two children of her own, quickly fell in love with the rehabilitated felon. I've seen conflicting sources as to whether or not Faith, like, really knew the whole story of why Greg had done time. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. We we all want to believe that there's good in people. Sure. You know, we want to believe that people can be rehabilitated and change. So, I get that. Um, But after six years of marriage, Faith was filing for divorce. Okay. Three years prior to her filing, um, the Detroit Free Press said she also filed a request for a personal protection order against her husband, claiming, quote, he's trying to make me leave our home. We're filing for divorce. He's being belligerent, kicking things. He kicked the couch while the baby was sleeping on it. Just kicking things, threatening me and saying, if I don't leave, things are going to get ugly. So they also had children. In this time. Yes. Jesus Christ. Jumped at me like he was going to attack. This went on for hours. Yes. So she had two children of her own, and then they had two children together. Okay. So kind of similar. Two children prior. Yeah. And then started to have kids together. Yeah. Definitely sounds like there's a mental issue going on for sure that's Right. This is a record that's on repeat. Yeah. Why? And a lot of manipulation. Oh, yeah. Like, like why? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Um, so she also said, "What? oh yeah, she jumped at me like he was going to attack. This went on for hours, she said. Unfortunately, her case was thrown out by the judge, claiming there wasn't enough evidence to support her claims. Mm. So um, now we're going to fast forward three years after this ruling. So, so they've been married for six years. Um, we're going to fast forward to September 21st, 2016. This is a day that Greg decided to take matters into his own hands. And just to warn everyone, this is where things get pretty horrific. Oh, let me, I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee. Yeah, you're gonna need to get Ooh, good idea. Mm. <laughs> All right, so Gregory had driven home with his two biological daughters, five year old Koi and four year old Kaylee, asleep in the back seat. He pulled up next to the house and parked. Then he got out, fitted a plastic tube to the exhaust, put it inside the car with them. And after they passed away, he brought them inside and laid them in their beds. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I saw a clip where Green says he he shot them too, but that's not really reported in any of the articles that I read, so I'm not I'm not sure if he was telling the truth in that moment. Um, okay. Again, in, as we said in previous episodes, hat on a hat. Like, you, you already killed already them, dead. and now you have to shoot now them. Now you have to make, yeah, make sure the they're not hat. zombies. Like that church. Double tap. What? Yeah. <laughs> that zombie, the church was called the fucking zombie Christ church, wasn't oh, it? Zombies. Like, rising Christ. <laughs> you know, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Zombie church. Zombie church Christ of, church. Zombie is of the rising sun. Yeah, Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, so he made right. them in their own beds after killing them. After killing okay. them. Then somehow he was able to get his wife Faith and their two teenage children, Kara Allen, age 17, and Chadney Allen Jr., age 19, down to the basement. Um, I didn't get clear details as to the timeline of events. My guess is he didn't shoot them because someone, if they were already in the house, like, someone would have heard it, and then he would never have gotten the teenagers and the mom, like, alone. Or it's possible they came home later, but I think they were, my guess is they were already home he came home with the kids. He killed the little ones. He put them in their beds. Like, he came inside and was like, oh, they fell asleep in the car. Oh. Put them to bed. And then it was like, by the way, we're going to the basement. Could have been that or, like, it's some... I We hear about sometimes how they, they do stuff way after the fact. Like, like if he killed the people in the basement and then went back up just to, like, make sure. I don't know. You know, like, people do... Pe- I mean, people do weird things. Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> make weird choices. So, once downstairs, Faith was restrained with zip ties and duct tape. Mm. Gregory proceeded to cut her face with a box cutter. I'm and then sorry. shot her in the foot. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Oh. I'd be so mad at my dad at that point. Oh, God. Dad, like, what the hell? Fool me once, and that's all you had to fool me with, Dad. <laughs> Way to oh, with their pastor and dad. Dude, yeah. yeah, thanks for this guy. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it gets a lot worse. Of course oh, it does. Of course it does. Okay. So he also then shot both of her teenage children in front of her. Of course. She okay. So these are her two kids. The kids they had together, the ones that he killed in the car. Okay, Correct. Yes, these are her two teenage children from a previous marriage. So he delicately murdered his own children and mm-hmm. violently murdered her children. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, their biological father, Chadney Allen Sr., was just devastated. He said there were no warning signs, no red flags. The children never gave him any indication of Greg being violent, and he was never made aware of the previous murder charge. Oh, my God. Because he's like, dude, if I knew that this guy had been in jail for murder, I never would have let him near my kids. And would he? did he not know about the, the previous phone call that she made to the police about his behavior? Um... Uh, Maybe not. Maybe she kept that from him. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. People get real um, bummed out about their own choices. That's true. You know, people get real, especially in a church environment where they gossip. Churches, churches essentially, back in the day, it was originally the town hall. Like, that's, that's the place where you got all the info of what was going on in town. So... That's why nowadays churches, like, no matter what you church you go to, it ends up being a place of gossip and, like, mm-hmm. transferring information, you know? Yeah. So some people um, don't like to talk about their own shit because they just don't want, you know, 
Mary Jo down the street to also hear about it. So sometimes people, when they're going through, especially, we know this through being in our own communities. Like, yeah. you know, people will hide their own shit, but then post on Instagram how happy they are in their relationship. But oh, then, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, so it's it's that version of that, just live with church. I would imagine if she didn't come forward with this, I don't know that, but that's what I would assume. Yeah, so just, and just like back in 1991 with Tanya, Gregory called 911 and waited outside for the police to arrive. But he, so, so he never said that he didn't do any of it. He no, always, no. What did he, he always, do to her again? He shot the girls in front of her. What he shot I, the girls in front of her, cut her face up with a box cutter and shot her in the foot. Okay. And she's tied up downstairs. She's, okay. So oh he went upstairs. God. She's still tied up downstairs. Oh. Um, Greg said his reasoning was because Faith was leaving him and he accused her of cheating. There was no evidence to back that up. Just like with Tanya. He said that was also his reason with Tanya. He said, she's going to leave me because she was, and she's, but she's cheating on me, which there was no evidence to. If I can't have you, nobody can. So obviously that's his trigger. Yeah. It's like, you can't, yeah, exactly. Don't leave me. I can't leave. I'm going to break my doll instead. You can't have it. Yeah. Jeez. Mm, interesting. Yeah, he's, I get it. Okay, 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 okay. Weird, um... It's interesting because it's when he decides that they are cheating. Right. Right. Not with any real evidence. No. And no. if they're leaving him, they must be cheating because why would they leave him? He's such an amazing man. <laughs> okay. All right. Go on. So <laughs> Faith survived her injuries and lives every day with the heartache of losing all four of her babies. Oh, man. In oh. court, his attorney planned to file a motion for in the insanity defense. Seem familiar? Mm. This is all happening again. But also, luckily, again, the judge found him sane, and this time Green was charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count each of assault with intent to do bodily harm, torture, unlawful imprisonment, felonous assault as a felon in possession, and felony firearm. Good. So they got him on all the things. Jimmy. Good. How long did he get to go away this time? Uh, let's see. I think he is still in prison right okay. now. Mm. Yeah. What year was this? 2016? 2016. Okay. So Faith now lives with the emotional and physical scars of that day. She okay. has a scar, like, really it runs from the corner of her mouth all the way up to her ear. Uh, it's just a daily reminder of the gaping hole <gasps> in her heart. Oh my gosh. I... I think in the back of my brain, I know this case because that image seems so familiar in my head. Hmm. She tries to do all she can to keep her baby's memories alive and help others in need. There is a GoFundMe that was put up by Faith's family to help with funeral costs, and we're going to link it in the show notes. Um, and now when I found this case, I was like, Ooh, I mean, I know I've heard. I know of family annihilators, you know, we've covered family annihilators here, but this is like a two-time family annihilator, mm -hmm. which was new for me, and so I asked our resident Ravenclaw, uh, Hello. Brenna, ah. to do what she does best, which is deep dive on the internet I sure and find cool and amazing facts. So I asked her to just kind of like bring us some cool stuff uh, about... Well, I mean, it's not cool, but, you know, some facts about family annihilators. Yeah, man. Um, it's interesting. He falls under kind of two of them that I'm finding. So there's the four types of family murderers. Four, okay. Because I've read it, like, I feel like I've read conflicting things, and I think I've even said, like, you've said four, and I've said three, and then I feel like I've almost heard five. So I'm, I'm glad that we're that you did this, because I'm like, 
I want to learn. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like a couple different things. There's like something that gets that gets piled on with the four different types of family annihilators is like the five pillars of society and like all these oh, other okay. things. So that kind of gets brought up too because sometimes sometimes their the annihilation happens because of a of their their version of what a breakdown of society is. Um, I'll I'll point out that one. It's like it's like uh, that one's more like. Um, like, the world is against them, so they have to kill the family, that kind of thing. But anyway, this guy was a little bit different, because he was a sociopath. Anyway, ah. um, so the four types of family annihilators by David Wilson of Birmingham City University. So, um, we have self-righteous, disappointed, anomic, and paranoid. Self-righteous is the killer seeks to locate blame for his crimes upon the mother whom he holds responsible for the breakdown of the family. Okay, so, okay. This may involve the killer phoning his partner before the murder to be to explain what he's about to do. For these men, their breadwinner status is central to the ideal of the idea of his ideal family. Would that be like John List? A little bit, yes. Okay. John List for sure. Well, also John List kind of also falls under um the the disappointed. Okay. So disappointed is uh, this killer believes his family has let him down or has acted in ways to undermine or destroy his vision of an ideal family life. Uh-huh. An example may be disappointment that children are not following the traditional religious or cultural customs uh-huh. of the father. Isn't yeah. that like yeah, John she was an her, actress yeah, his and he was, was ashamed? He yeah. was very ashamed that she wanted to be an actress. Yeah. So then there's Anomic. In these cases, the family has become firmly linked in the mind of the killer to the economy. This is a Xavier Legionnaire, that guy, um, we'll talk about him at some point. He was on Unsolved Mysteries. His name is like Xavier Dupont de Legionnaire, like just the longest French name ever. So uh, he was very economical where he decided that if his family can't live on a certain tax bracket, he will uh, kill them instead (laughs) and then disappear. So this, uh, in anomic cases, these cases, the family has become firmly linked in the mind of the killer to the economy. The father sees family as the result of his economic success, allowing him to display his achievements. However, if the father becomes an economic failure, he sees the family as no longer serving this function. Interesting. Okay. Then there's paranoid, um, those who perceive an external threat to the family. Uh, this is often social services or the legal system, which the father fears will side against him and take away the children. Here, the murder is motivated by a twisted desire to protect the family. Hmm. So in all these cases, masculinity and perceptions of power sets the background for the crimes. The family role of the father is central to their ideas of masculinity, and the murders represent a last-ditch attempt to perform a masculine role. The family annihilator should be seen as a specific category of murderer for a crime which appears to be increasing, concluded Wilson. To begin solving this problem, the role of gender must be recognized, acknowledging that it is mainly men who will resort to this type of violence. So this is from uh, the Howard Journal of Criminal Justice. And I, I'll link in, um, I have a whole thing about fam- familicide that I will link in our show notes mm-hmm. as well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's more common... Men, I mean, because I feel like there have been w- cases where women have also murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah but, they, the but they usually reasons, right? murder the children. They don't always murder the husband, the husband and themselves, right? Because, you know, normally it's like a, I kill all of the family and usually themselves. Yeah, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm just or, speculating. Well, yeah, there's those, like, um, those women that believe that God, like, because of, uh, 
um, what is it, postpartum depression that doesn't get checked. Like, they believe that God is telling them that they have to kill their children to save them. And mm-hmm. so, like, there's that one woman that drowned all of her kids in a bathtub. Yeah. 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 Was, that's what I was, I was thinking yeah. about that one. But there's also the ones that do it to get back at the husband who's trying to leave them. Or, right. or they believe that the husband has ruined the family because he's leaving uh, them, and so she's going to kill the children. Kids. That was on, um, I watched this show... Oh, God. Can't remember what it's called. Definitely on Hulu. But it's about people where it's like they're about to go to court for something that it's very like, ooh, did they do it? Ooh, I don't know. And this guy was protecting his two-year-old son. Like, the wife was very abusive. And he had put a camera in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's the only way that they were able to see, like, yeah, she actually was very abusive to him, which, of course, is a a different dynamic. Mm -hmm. So people don't always believe that the woman is the one that's being abusive. And she said, like, I'm going to take your son and I'm going to kill us both in the bathtub. Like, I'm going to slit both of our wrists and whatever. And it just became this thing, and it kept escalating, and eventually he, like, grabbed a gun because he knew it was in the house, half to, you know, maybe defend himself, but half to possibly, like, just not have her have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did end up shooting her and killing her. He didn't yeah. mean to, but he really, like, in that moment thought that his son was in danger. Right. So... She made an outward threat. Right. Yeah. But there's no audio on that tape. Oh. No. That so that was hard... Yeah, and he, but like, all right, spoilies, whatever. It was so sad because the child is with his mother right now, and if he were to plead in not guilty and like be found guilty, then the mother wouldn't be able to have him anymore. But if he just pleaded guilty, he could make it part of his deal that the kid stays with his mother. And so he's like, I know I want my kid to stay with my mother so he'll have a good life. So he pleaded guilty even though it was definitely self-defense, so mm, that the kid could have a life and stay with the mother. How old the kid? Like, he was, like, two at the time it so happened. I don't understand why the mom couldn't file for guardianship. The like, mom was dead. The oh, you mom, mean the, the, the grandmother? Mom. Yeah, the grandmother. I don't know. Maybe uh, He just kept saying it had something to do with, like, if he actually went away, then the kid it would lose rights. Oh, because the kid wasn't biologically his. Okay. Which he didn't okay. find out okay. until he had already murdered the mother for... The kid. Oh. And he still was like, I don't care, though, if he's not biologically my kid. Like, I'd still do it again to save him. Kind of thing. Cripesy on a stick. Yeah. That is crazy. I... Yeah, that's 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 interesting. It also makes me wonder, especially with Family Annihilators, there's a case that you guys have told me about before, um, about, like, these two women that adopted a bunch of kids and then, like, threw them all in a car and then drove over a cliff or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. What was that? Uh, we were talking about it. Marco Polo. She uh, adopted them? It was two women was that two adopted women. a bunch oh, of kids. Two women. And then they have, oh, like, that, like what four their kids or something. I and just then they remember put them in a the car one. and drove them over the side of a cliff or something. Oh, my God. And yeah, all of this them sounds died. familiar. That's just, a, I don't, I just remember that in, like, a Marco Polo that you guys talked it about. It was. But, yeah, like, there's, there's, those are, like, family annihilators are, are very frustrating because a lot of it is somebody making a choice for a group of people. Like, just going, like, well, and having ownership over them when, like, that's all, like, subjective. Like, the closeness and power that you have over your family and the, and the decisions that you get to make for your family are only, like, what you perceive as, like, your decisions. Like, these are children that are going to grow up to be adults and have their own lives and their own choices and their own decisions and stuff. And, like, even children that have their own lives and choices and decisions. And 
other adults and the fact that you decide that you get to make the choice for them that they have to die because of some ancillary fucking thing like I don't want you to leave me Mm -hmm. or like I don't want to go through divorce you're gonna be my name's gonna be you know you know dragged dragged through the mud. mud like I'd rather kill you Chris Watts Right. Watts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's fucking came back idiot. Up. Uh, the Hart check. murders. The Hart family murders. Uh, Jennifer and Sarah Hart murdered their six adopted children. Six kids. Murder suicide, which took place in 2018. Why adopt that many? Yeah, they they drove drove six adopted children in their SUV. They like drugged them, right, or something? Or yeah, no, they were all alive. Ju- yeah. And, oh, maybe well, you know what? We're, we'll talk about this. Yeah. Tap. No, we're sport. gonna tap this. Tap this that one, episode. And for we're later. gonna we're gonna talk about another episode. Yeah, we'll do a deep dive on that. Yeah. Fucking family annihilators. Fucking family annihilators, man. Yeah. That's so, so a, a lot. A lot of a lot of stuff. It really makes me wonder what um now that we're kind of getting into more of a gender rules or bullshit type thing, like yeah. like now that we're kind of being brought into this whole like, you know, stay at home dads are a thing. And like, you know, it doesn't have to just be the woman that stays home with her children. It, it can be both ways. Like it it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. now that roles are kind of fluid because gender is now being questioned like especially mm-hmm. with all of our science and all this new stuff coming out that there isn't just boys and girls and mm-hmm. there has never been that we've just told people that there is like the xy chromosome is totally different than what we thought it was like right. all this other stuff like that's all that is out of the water and we just we don't have to go by those rules anymore it makes me interested in how that study is going to change through now they only see it as masculine because we put a lot of pressure on men to be the breadwinners and the decision makers and wait until your father gets home and I have to mm-hmm. wait for my husband to decide what we're going to eat tonight like now that that's like going out of the window because who fucking cares like you know mm-hmm. it's now I'm curious how that study is going to change mm-hmm. where it's no longer definitely it's no longer the masculine person that has to make all the choices leading them to believe that they get to make all the choices including mm-hmm. ones about your life Mm. Uh, you know, then how's that going to shift and change? Mm. Nobody has the right to say who lives or dies. No, nobody does. Nobody. Nobody. Don't be a... Is that that your final sip? Yes. (laughs) Nicole? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My final is you know know who you're with I mean like there is there was a lot going on with this dude and unfortunately Faith just didn't know about it and it's like how well do you really know your other you know your partner you gotta ask hard questions and have conversation and get to know each other I mean you don't have to talk about everything but I feel like uh, being convicted of murder is an important thing to yeah. talk about with your with your like, with your other Red yeah flags, like baby. you know what have you been doing the past sixteen years yeah just chilling in prison well clearly she knew because her father wrote a letter about it so. well that's that's why I think it's like but I, how much did he really tell her yeah, what, what, what year details? was this isn't it all public record I guess if yeah. you don't look at it though right. Yeah, I just never know like if you don't with look. church stuff. They really try to ram it down your throats, and I have a feeling that she was manipulated by her father. It seems about right. Right. Yeah. So, like, because a real father would have been like, "This man's murdered people. Please don't marry." Yeah. Him. You know, please right. don't murder or marry this person who murdered people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love you. I don't want you to get murdered as well. Yeah. yeah. No, there is clearly some like underlying like, look how great we are. Look, my own daughter married this man that I wrote a letter about. Like, yeah, I think it was more about him. Yeah. Yeah. I. Really 
rehabilitated this man, and he's so good that I let him marry my own daughter. Yeah. Whoops, that that didn't work out. How I my grandchildren. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I mean, like, and oh, also, God. like, mental illness is a, is a big thing, and clearly something was going on with yes. this guy, and yes. it's still going on with this guy because he's in prison now, but... And it's going unchecked and unlooked, and that's important to, to, to address. Why did, where did these abandonment issues come from yeah. where you can't let anybody leave you Damn. and you have to kill them if they're going to? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Is that your final say? That's, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Oh, like man. Well. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much what a journey. for sharing Woo. that amanda you're yeah. awesome great amanda thanks. and brenna story. thank you for bringing the all that yeah thanks for the, bringing the, the detailed information about family annihilators stuff. i love that kind of stuff human behavior is fascinating fascinating yes yeah, that's why we do a podcast about it oh, yeah. what's the podcast called <gasps> morning murders <laughs> morning murders thanks morning. have a great day love you have a good monday have a great week Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Ah! Oh, that's what they are. They're six bucks. bucks. Already taken? RSFs. It is. You know, it's like, tell us your pronouns, tell us what you want to be called. I think that's only right. Yeah. Mm, People let their kids name themselves, right? That's... Some of them do. Some of them. Sick beans! Anyways, go on. I was about to be like, you guys didn't grow up with brothers. I was like, Nicole did. I did! (laughs) But we're brothers. brothers. But we're brothers. But we're brothers. We don't want peak. We don't want to peak. That's not good. No peaking. All right. I'm going to speak the fuck up. (laughs) Awesome. Everybody listening, because I'm going to speak the fuck up. Speak the fuck up. You're like, um, what's his face? Um, Fred Durst. Back the fuck, fuck up! <laughs> That's it. Ooh, ooh, ready? Yes, are we ready? <laughs> oh, is it, is it a little chilly? <laughs> Alright, I'm good. Everything's fine. Good? You, you need it. this one versus those other two. I'm good. Ooh. We're just gonna start that whole thing over because my brain exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry. <laughs> Lost my place. You're okay. okay. Take two. Am I living in a blooper? <laughs> You're living in a blooper. I'm living in a blooper. All right. It's because we're getting tired and weird. Okay. It's hot. It's hot. Oh. Just a little oh. bit of a breeze. Just a little, little fan action. A little bit of a breeze oh. just to get it oh. going. Oh, that's and nice. then. Okay. All right. Here we go.